Welcome to the Soulful Cottage, where we dive into an eclectic mix of topics that include, but are not limited to, metaphysical spirituality, holistic wellness, and the paranormal. The Soulful Cottage encourages open dialogue, critical thinking, and a celebration of diverse perspectives. So come on in, grab your favorite beverage, and get cozy by the fire. The Soulful Cottage awaits you. Before we embark on our journey in this podcast, we want to emphasize the importance of your well-being. While the Soulful Cottage is dedicated to discussing metaphysical spirituality, holistic wellness, and the paranormal, we must underscore that the information provided here is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not licensed medical or mental health professionals, and the content shared in this podcast should not be considered a substitute for professional medical, psychological, psychiatric advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are experiencing physical or mental health issues, we strongly encourage you to consult a qualified healthcare professional. Welcome to the Soulful Cottage, Tessiomancy, the art of tea leaf reading. I'm Christine. And I'm Adela. Hello, Adela. How are you? Well, I'm fantastic today, Chrissy. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm well. Like we kind of talked about before, um, I feel like I'm going 90 miles an hour and getting nothing accomplished today, but I'm doing well. Thus, we are talking about tea. Yes. So what kind of tea? We both, by the way, should let the listeners know that um, during this, we are going to be sipping on a cup of tea. And at the end of this, then we're going to read our tea leaves. So what kind of tea are you drinking, Adela? I'm doing a mint tea. How about you? Oh, yum. I am doing a lavender tea. Ooh, that is so you. Yeah, it is a little bit. I love my lavender. Lavender anything. Me, me, me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to um, start off with my intention for my tea leaf reading is uh, what I need to focus my awareness on this week. So at the end, when we read the tea leaves, that's what I'm going to be looking for. But the things this week that I need to bring to my awareness. How about you, Della? Well, because I couldn't be very creative, I decided to just adapt yours. Love it. So I'm going to think of, it's always good to know what to have your intentions to be focused on during a certain time. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see what the week has. Nice. So, so far my experience, I've never um, drank tea like this before without any kind of tea bag. I usually have something to hold my tea leaves in, and I feel like I'm chewing my tea. Very grassy, mm-hmm. yes. Um, <laughs> so, I can't believe this is actually how they used to drink tea back in the day, because, mm I can't do, oh man, I, I like to just drink my tea, not drink it and chew it. So there must be there must be some kind of trick to it that I'm missing. I don't know. But we'll figure it out. Okay, so I'm going to start off with, we're going to do a, a holistic wellness portion of this. And I am going to uh, list off the health benefits of tea. It has antioxidant properties, heart health, brain function, weight management, cancer prevention, diabetes management, digestive health, immune system support, bone health, 
anti-inflammatory effects, hydration, dental health, stress reduction, cholesterol re regulation, blood pressure control, metabolism boost, energy enhancement, isn't that kind of the same as a meta? Well, maybe not. <laughs> Improved skin health, respiratory health, antimicrobial properties, liver health, vision support, allergy relief, cognitive enhancement, and helps promote a longer life. So I think I'm getting a little more used to this, Adela. If I kind of... No. No? You're not... <laughs> not working for you? No, no, not a bit, did you, not at all. Did you put your lip kind of like in the inside so it kind of like prevented, it, they still snuck I in, did. huh? They did. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's easier with my cup. My cup's shaped quite a bit differently than yours. Actually, this is kind of <laughs> cup that they did drink that type of tea in years ago. So maybe, maybe? Maybe. Okay, so now I'm going to go over... Um, the history of tassiomancy. It's commonly accepted that the first cup of tea was a result of an unexpected circumstance which occurred to the Chinese emperor Shen Nung. In 2737 BC, this royal leader let his interest in herbalism rule his curiosity, and he allowed the dried leaves from a camellia bush to steep in water that was being heated for him to drink. The leaves caught an errant gust of wind landing by accident in his hot water. But why would the emperor be drinking boiling water? The emperor was also a revered scholar who believed that water should be boiled before drinking for the sake of good health. When those blowing camellia leaves took to the air and came into contact with his hot water, they released a pleasant scent. The emperor was compelled to investigate further. He took a sip and what the emperor tasted created history. I think that's pretty amazing, the year 2737, that he thought that boiling water was healthier. Absolutely. I mean, what a medical anomaly for back in those days. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, hygiene was just so great back then. So, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're boiling water there. And in Europe, they were just drinking mead. And yes. Beer. Well, yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> All right. So tassiomancy, also known as tassiography, is the art of reading tea leaves. While the term also includes the use of wine sediment and coffee grounds. Oh, that's what we should have done, Della. We should have been drinking wine. <laughs> oh, now see, I would be down with that. See? Well, we're, we're going to have to test that one out. <laughs> there we go. These other materials have since separated into their own type of divinatory art. The history of tassiomancy is linked to the history of tea itself. Tea drinking can be traced back to China's middle and lower Yellow River Valley during the Shang Dynasty, 1500 to 1046 BC. Yet, its encounter with Europe is relatively a recent story. While explorers to the east brought back tales of this medicinal tonic, it wasn't until the 17th century that trade routes enabled the import, the import of tea into Europe, first to Amsterdam and then eventually to Britain, where it appeared in the 1650s. First enjoyed by nobility, the official trade of tea in Britain began in 1664 with the import of two pounds, two ounces of tea leaves for King Charles II. 
In the years that follow, as well as spreading to the British colonies in America, the beverage became available in coffee houses, tea shops, and tea rooms in London. By the turn of the century, black tea was the national drink we know as it as today. Demonstrated by the sheer scale of imports as the price of tea dropped from the small package that King Charles ordered to 24 million pounds by 1801. That is a lot of tea. Wow. That is a lot of tea. Yeah. However, the 18th century volume Teacup Reading and Fortune Telling by Tea Leaves, composed by an unnamed quote-unquote Highland seer, suggests that the altern- an alternative history. To date, the oldest book about tea in the English language, it claims that tassiomancy was one of the most common forms of divination practice by the peasants of Scotland, said to go back through generations of Scottish fortune tellers. See, maybe that's why I want to try it. <laughs> Absolutely. Cross-cultural and historical pervasiveness of tea, coffee, and sediment reading may be related to a primal human desire for understanding the self. Just as psychological analysis grew during the Victorian era, tassiography became popularized as a parlor game in both magical cultures and muggle cultures alike. But the practice distinguished itself from fortune-telling, mystical, occult, or other magical activities. Specifically, tassiography is not an application of magic, but rather a tool for tapping into the subconscious by applying meditation to pattern recognition and symbolism. The tradition of casually reading one's own tea leaves at social gatherings fell away when the Romani, or gypsies, began to be being associated with tassiomancy instead. But its popularity did not dwindle. The Romani were invited to the social gatherings, especially when tea parlors came into existence and gave guests a glimpse into their future. It was also at this time that specialty cups were created, singularly for the purpose of tea leaf reading. These would feature the signs of the zodiac or even the symbols that are most commonly associated with tassimancy, like spades, mountains, and houses. I've seen that they actually sell those on Amazon. I've seen them. Well, really? I've never yeah. seen those. Yeah. That's interesting. You should look it up. They're, they're kind of cool. I don't know if I'd want to use that or not, because I think I would just want to tap into my own tuition, intuition. And everybody is going to see symbols differently. Right. And if, if it lands on a cup, well, it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, that didn't come from me, really, I don't think. But that's just my personal preference. I agree. Okay, so that book I was talking about earlier, written by the Highland Seer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was published in 1881, and this book has standardized most of the symbols that are now recognized in Tassiomancy today. The true test for Tassiomancy came about when the tea bag was invented at the turn of the 20th century. I'm kind of missing that tea bag right now, you? <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. Although there was a brief dip in the tradition, it picked up again in the following decades, especially during World Wars, when it was a means of income for women who would hold sessions in tea parlors. More than a century later, tassiomancy is still very much a thriving branch of the occult. The internet is flooded with articles on how to learn the basics of deciphering your fate after you've finished your morning cup. It also makes an appearance in pop culture through books and movies. The most famous of these, of course, can you think of it, Dal? Do you know what I'm going to say? Tell me. Okay. Tell me. J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series. In the books, the article, oh. yeah, 
The Art of Tassiomassy is part of the divination course that is offered at Hogwarts, the Wizarding School. It is treated with a certain amount of skepticism and provided a moment of comic relief when Harry is asked to interpret the symbols he sees in his friend's teacup. Quote, a load of soggy brown stuff, unquote, he says. <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. Oh, I love those movies and the books. Uh, so, yeah, that is a brief history of Tassiomancy. And now I'm going to continue trying to sip my tea without eating the tea leaves. <laughs> Good luck. Um, just as a side note, the other day I noticed on um, the social media they had a picture of one of the original 1776 Boston Tea Party crates that they still have. Oh, shut up. That is so cool. Isn't that really neat? Yeah. Do you, Such a piece you, of history. Yeah. Do you happen to know how to get that? I mean, do you have the picture of it at all? or I can look for it again. Because maybe we could put it in the show notes if you find oh, it. Oh, that would be neat. Yeah. Maybe people would find it as interesting as I did. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to read the tea leaves. Um, the first thing I'm going to go over is just a real quick synopsis, and then it'll go over everything just a little bit more in depth. Um, steps to reading tea leaves. Simply, you make a cup of tea, let it steep, drink it, um, leave a little bit of tea at the bottom, about a teaspoon. But this is where it gets interesting. Okay. You have to swirl the cup with your left hand counterclockwise. Okay. Uh, what, if then, you're, what if you're left-handed? Do you use your right hand? Nope. Okay. And then you invert the saucer on top of the cup, and then you pause to let it drain for about a minute, and then you turn the cup over slowly with your right side, from the right side. Oh, okay. Um, and then you look closely at the patterns that form in the leaves. And then you refer to the symbol's meaning. Um, so we'll go over this a little bit more here. Uh, the ritual of reading tea leaves is very important. You must align yourself with the greater powers that be to allow them to guide you. And we did that in the beginning with stating our intentions and trying to put that in the forefront as we're drinking the tea. Yeah, get, in touch um, with our, get in touch with our subconscious. Subconscious. Absolutely. It's also very important to practice tea leaf reading so that you can understand it more clearly and feel more comfortable in interpreting what symbols you see and where they're located on the cup. Okay. Practice, so, practice makes again, perfect. This is <laughs> I'm going to go over it just a little differently here, but before you start, you clear your mind, trust your first impressions of what you see once you are looking for the symbols, don't second guess yourself, and don't rush. Those are the most important things. You have to let things come naturally. Um, uh, something that looks like a tree for me might not look like a tree for you. It's true. But... Right, it'll speak to me about based on my intentions. 
Uh, you'd never force an answer. Uh, and don't do tea leaf reading in a rushed manner. There will be ambigu ambiguity, excuse me for slaughtering a little bit, words you know, <laughs> but within, within that ambiguity, there will be indications for your intent spoken just for you. The articles that I'm referring to is recommended in a book from Amazon. Um, it's called For the Beginner, or excuse me, For the Beginning Tea Leaf Reader. Um, it is Tea Leaf Reading for the Beginners by Carol Dowell, D-O-W-E-L-L, -L, and it comes very recommended. Okay. So if you're interested, this is going to be a great book to get started. Great. It's also very important to remember not to add any milk, lemon, sugar, or any other additives to your tea when you're going to be doing a reading. Right. I can't do that anyway. I always have to have it plain. I've tried milk in it when I was in Ireland, and that was amazingly good. Really? I had done that before. Oh, okay. It could have been that I was in Ireland, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So to begin your tea leaf reading, you're going to take a pinch of your loose tea leaves and add it to the bottom of your cup. And then you're going to um, add the boiling water over the tea leaves in the cup. And then you're going to let it uh, steep for a while. You can cover it. You can not cover it. That's completely up to you. Some people do when they let it steep. And then again, you're going to drink it till there's about a teaspoonful or so left in the cup. So remember, when you invert it, after we um, are swirling it with our left hand counterclockwise, we invert it on a saucer or plate or whatever you have. Um, like a paper plate, Adela? <laughs> No judging. I'm not Don't judging at judge all. Me. I thought that was very I mean, creative. That was super creative. <laughs> while you're waiting for it to drain that last little bit, um, make sure that you're praying for guidance. That's just a nice little thing you can do while you're waiting for that tea drain. Okay. Um, now, this is kind of important. Rituals can only be completed by the person who wants the reading. So let's say you and I were having, um, we were going to read each other's tea leaves. Mm -hmm. You would have to complete that whole ritual of the swirling, of the tipping of the glass, everything for your reading, and I would have to do it for my reading. Okay. Okay. Um, when you place the cup right side up, with your right hand or from the right side. Notice also the location of the symbols. Um, the handle of the cup represents the consultant. Now this is where it gets a little tricky and I had to read it over a few times before I really understood. Okay. So the handle is going to be the consultant in their perspective sphere or residence. It is the south point, if you will, of the compass. Oh, okay. The, fi the fixed point also means you're journeying away from or to. 
Okay. So when you read it, when you're holding it and you're reading it, do you have the handle pointed toward you then? You can actually, what I'm going to do is have it pointing south. Oh, okay. And then it's going to be things when you're reading the symbols, are they closest to the west side or the east side? Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I got to figure out where, uh, where south is right now. <laughs> it doesn't, it's theoretically the south. So the handle of the cup is the south. So it's going to be, is it, are things coming to you or going away from you? Okay. But you're using that south point as your reference. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the fixed point. Uh, the cup has three parts, obviously, the rim, the sides, and the bottom. In tea leaf reading, the rim is centered for the present situations. So when you're reading the cup, anything that's close to the rim is what's presently going on. Hmm. The sides, the sides are the events that are going to happen in the not too distant future. Okay. And the bottom of the cup indicates things that are in the distant future. Ah, okay. Symbols in the cup close to the handle have a greater chance of being fulfilled. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the reader of the tea leaves takes the cup from the drinker. Um, unless they're reading their own tea leaves. They look for lines, circles, dots, and figures from the largest signs to the smallest. The largest ones obviously are going to demand more attention. The smallest ones, not so much. Okay. You're, look at the cup, observe the tea leaves scattered in the cup. At first glance, it'll just look scattered with no noticeable pattern. Slowly as you look, you will find the leaves form many shapes and patterns. It's just as important to notice where the shapes are formed as the shapes themselves. Just like I just said, is it towards the rim, the sides, or the bottom? Okay. So you start to find. Oh, sorry. So I imagine as you're looking into the cup that you'd have to kind of have like a, a soft glance at first. But you have to study it. Right. You know, it's in everybody's cup is going to kind of be specific to them and what they're looking for. Right. Okay. You'll start to find resemblance with various shapes, lines, and figures. Now pay attention to the position. Like I had said, that's so important, especially when you're reading it. The larger size symbols indicate greater importance or impact for an individual. For example, a large circle can mean a sudden monetary windfall with a significant amount but a smaller circle can indicate a smaller sum of windfall. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm looking for some big circles. Oh, you and me both, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you an example here. Okay. Of different things that people um, see and how they read it. Let's say 
you see a letter S near the symbol of a serpent. Oh. Okay. The serpent represents bad luck or danger in the proximity of the S. If it's next to the serpent, it'll indicate that danger to the person whose name starts with the letter S. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. I'm kind of scared. Okay. I don't want to read my cup anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. No, now let's say the letter S appears near a bird flying towards the handle of the cup. In that case, it would mean that you're likely to get a letter or news from someone whose name begins with the letter S. Okay. On the other hand, if the S appears to be flying away from the handle, then the letter would be sending to a person whose name begins with an S. Okay. And I get the whole letter or news because of the bird symbol. And we'll go through a couple of symbols just so everybody gets an idea. Okay. The smaller tea leaves generally form lines inside the cup. A line indicates travel or a trip. A long line obviously would indicate a long journey. If the line reaches the handle of the cup, then the sitter is the person who is being having their tea leaves read to right. would probably be returning home okay. because she's probably away from home. Oh. She, he. If the line ends before reaching the handle, then it would mean that the sitter is likely to relocate to another residence. Okay. That's kind of cool. That is really cool. A broken line or a wave would indicate delay of a journey. And if you were to see, for example, a number four as a symbol, along with a broken line, it would mean that the journey of four days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, it, again, it states, start with the largest symbols and work your way down to the smallest. Observe if the shapes are spread throughout the cup or concentrated in a particular area. Because that would mean, if they're concentrated all in a certain area, it would mean that a dynamic or concentrated event is going to happen at a particular time. Oh, okay. So here's what a couple of the symbols symbols mean. Um, an arrow, for example. Arrows are bad messages or news, depending on the direction in which the arrow is pointed. Oh, that's interesting. That's weird because I would never, I would think that would be positive for some reason in my head. The, another one is a boat. It indicates a visit from a friend. Okay. A bridge could be a positive journey. Clouds represent serious troubles. Oh. Unless they're surrounded by dots, which mean monetary success. Interesting. Personally, I think you can use the definitions of the symbols, but you kind of have to also go with your own intuition mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking too because it's not it's it's not just black and white oh absolutely um and there's more definitions of symbols in the link that we are going to do at the end of our podcast um 
and the information that I got was absolutely fantastic. Um, I did copy that all off. So when we're finished with the speaking part of our podcast, we can go ahead, do the ceremony, the tea ceremony, and then we can go ahead and talk about different symbols that we see. Are you ready? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Left hand. Left hand. Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. One, two, three. Yep. Okay. Saucer or paper plate. <laughs> oh. It works. <laughs> okay, and then we just let it set for a second. Good thing I brought paper towel up here. <laughs> it's a good thing I got a paper plate that's bigger. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, now think about your intention of what you want and ask the guides for assistance. And then we're gonna pick the cup up with our right hand towards the right direction. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Go. Okay. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I gotta take the glasses off so I can see better. <laughs> what, what would like a bow and arrow mean? Uh, let's see. The arrows are bad messages or news from the direction in which the arrow is pointed. But a bow, they didn't have a bow on here as one of the... Hmm. See, I don't take it that way. That's okay, then. I take it as something's going to speed up. That's cool. What do you have? A lot of tea leaves. <laughs> oh, because you didn't chew most of yours like I did? <laughs> like I started doing? Uh, well, there is a broken line with a very... Oh, wait a second. I see a club. You see a what? Club. A club. Like a... Clubs. Like a... Oh, like the card suit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking like something you hit with or something. I don't... Okay. And club, I don't see on here. What? Okay, what was the bird thing? What if the bird's flying toward the handle? Or kind toward of? The, more southwest. No, more southeast, I mean. Southeast mm -hmm. would be towards the handle. So a bird going towards the handle but a little would bit, be probably a good journey. Yeah. Um, I see a leaf at the top. It's literally probably just a tea leaf. I know that. But, I mean, it, it's, like, shaped like a leaf at the very top near the rim. That's really cool. Got to pay attention to that one. Yeah, I don't know what that means. What is it in the shape of a leaf? A leaf. Okay, let me look. We might have to look that one up because this doesn't have everything. Well, trees are positive. Oh, good. If they're surrounded by dots... Uh, fortune will be found in the country. Oh. Uh -huh. hmm. I have a very large kind of orange leaf, which is kind of odd. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's different. I see a heart. Do they do numbers too? You said, yeah, right? The what? Numbers. I have the Roman numeral number four in here. It could mean that it is literally four 
days of a journey or for what's surrounding it? It's right by the bow. So, I did, like I said, I don't have bow, but I have arrows. Hmm. So it could be, because arrows are bad messages or news. Right. Depending, but if it's, if the arrow is going towards the east, which would be clockwise, if the handle of the cup is south, mm-hmm. then that should be um, good news. Okay. So maybe you're going to get four good news. <laughs> Love it. I found a heart, so oh, nice. big, good things to come, such as money. Hey, I'll take that. If, if It's not surrounded by dots, but good things to come. Yay! What about yeah, what about butterflies? Let me see if they have butterfly on here. I have like three three butterflies that are like right next to each other. Success and pleasure. Oh, I like this teacup. Nice. Yeah, yours is super great. Yeah, yours isn't bad either. Nice. That looks like a, that looks like a boot. A boot. Oh, I have a boot in mine too. Oh, this doesn't have boots. Like I said, it just has certain things. But um, there is that book off Amazon that was recommended that probably would have a lot of other uh, important symbols. Yeah. And that was the, oh, where was it? Here it is. Tea Leaf Reading for Beginners by Carolyn Dowell. Okay. So that might be interesting. Um, if people are interested in learning more and they're a novice like we are, <laughs> that would be a great place to start. Absolutely. If we can figure it out, maybe I'll post it in the, the show notes. That would be wonderful. Well, I have enjoyed this. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm getting more of a hang of how to drink it without chewing tea leaves, so that's cool. That is a positive. Now, I don't know how I'm going to pick up my paper plate with all the stuff on it. Uh, <laughs> ah, there was a downfall on that one then. <laughs> there was. There was. Very creative, though. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. A little taste of Tassiomancy. So until next time, blessings, everyone. Blessed be, my friends. Thank you for spending time with me at the Soulful Cottage. I would love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes. Feel free to reach out to the Soulful Cottage at thesoulfulcottage at gmail.com. Join and share the Soul Shift Wellness Facebook group and visit www.soulshiftsanctuary.com. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform, as well as liking, following, and sharing the content and subscribing to the podcast. Your feedback encourages the Soulful Cottage and helps others find the show. Until next time, I wish you love and light. Bye for now.